You're listening to part two of a Barefoot Lawyer Reports interview with human rights activist Kay Rubicek. To listen to part one, check the link in the description. Could you tell us about your book, Who Are China's Walking Dead? That has to do with the Communist Party, I believe, doesn't it? It it does, and 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 it is a. <laughs> it, it, these these are such horrific topics, aren't they? And I I think because I've been researching these for for so long, I have to be careful because I get desensitized, and um and sometimes it'll just it'll hit you like, like just, just then as you're describing. And I think it is, it's really important to take a step back and, and recognize that these are human beings. This could be your, uh, this could be your mother. This could be your child. This could be your neighbor. And, um, and it's that whole sense of dehumanization, which is what prevents, uh, someone from having human rights. And, and so after making Hard to Believe, I, I started making uh, another movie called Finding Courage, which was, I wanted to tell a family story. And, um, and so this was a family who survived um, horrific um, persecution. And, and she, that was the, the main character was someone in the Hard to Believe movie that we'd interviewed. And so I went deeply into her story and got some amazing footage inside a slave labor prison camp and all these other things. But what I found was that the victims couldn't explain to me many things that I, many questions that I had. I, I want, I needed to know how could the communist party be so cruel? How could the operators of the communist party do these awful things like um, removing the living heart from a prisoner, uh, knowing that they're in pain and that it's going to kill them. And that often without anesthetic, these types of things, how could someone do that? And the victims couldn't tell me. So I felt that what was missing from that story was the perpetrators. So I, I took extra time to make that movie and went and found people from former Chinese Communist Party officials and interviewed them. Uh, it was very hard to get many of them on camera. Majority wouldn't go on camera. Um, many of them wouldn't even talk to me, um, understandably so. And the ones that I did get on camera, um, it 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 took time to earn their trust because they looked at me as a, as a, as a young, um, Caucasian female. Um, and they just said, you, you cannot understand evil. You Americans are too kind. You cannot understand evil. Um, that's how they put it. And, and to an extent they're right. Um, and and I had to earn their trust. And I think I think once I told them that I'd been in a in a, a Chinese prison, that helped. And and my father's connection, um, escaping communism, also my husband's family escaped communism in the former Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia, for for political um, uh, due to political persecution. So I, so once I told them these things, I think I think I earned their trust and to some extent. And then through the questioning, we we were able to get them to open up, and. In the movie, I just had a few minutes of these these mostly men who appeared on black backgrounds, and they were one ran multiple slave labor prison camps in China, not just one. Another was a um, a, a criminal lawyer. Um, there was a judge. There was a um, a former propaganda official. Um, there was a former army colonel. Uh, a whole bunch of them, and 
And people said to me after they watched the movie, that one was called Finding Courage, they said, oh, I really want to know about those guys. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> you, you really don't. It's very disturbing um, getting inside the heads of communist officials because they are the closest to the regime and um, they are the hands and feet of the regime, which uh, is a very dehumanizing regime and, and, and deadly, very deadly. And, um, but I had so many people ask me, we really want to know the story of these guys. So I, I couldn't put it into a movie because every sentence they said, uh, virtually every sentence needed to be unpacked because they talked in communist language, um, which is through a lot of rhetoric and, um, idioms and, and, and things that just to a an American, they don't make sense to, to a Western person. I was born and raised in Australia, but I, I lived here for 12 years. So I, I, um, I class myself as an American sometimes these days. And, um, what they said, you know, one of them, uh, he was a former police chief in Beijing and a very, very high ranking official from uh, China's capital. And uh, in one interview very early on, he used the term, uh, we've become soulless bodies. And uh, I asked the translator, I said, I, you know, I'm not getting what he's saying here. This is, sounds disturbing. Can you give me a better translation? She said, walking corpses, soulless bodies, walking flesh. And I said, I really don't like this term. Can we use, is this walking dead? She said, yeah, yeah, you can use that. That's accurate. And I thought, oh, this is awful. This is awful <laughs> for anyone to, to call themselves that. Uh, but that's how he described the officials in China, but also a lot of the population that have just been so broken by the regime over these decades. And so I, I put the stories into a book because a film just just wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have kept people's interest. But a, a book is full of stories and, and my um, interactions with them to understand them. And hopefully through my experience, people understand these guys um, as, as I had to unpack what they were telling me. And so that's what this story, uh, this book is a series of stories, understanding the communist mindset. Yeah. Could you, um, sum sum up to some extent anyway, what, what you learned from those interviews about what is the communist mindset? A summary would be, there is no bottom line. And I think that's the, that's the hardest thing for a lot of us to accept because we have a bottom line. Majority of us don't try to kill other people. We don't accept um, really hurting others. And um, and we, we, you know, people might tell little white lies or they might cheat on a test or something like that. And they'll find excuses for it. But these officials have no bottom line. If it means killing, you kill. If it means torturing, and, um, and, and threatening and harming someone's child or kidnapping someone's child to get what you want from someone else. There is no bottom line. And that's what happens when you have a purely forced atheistic society and you remove the belief in, in higher power in, in a God in, and, and, in and in the, the divine creation of, of humankind. And, and, and you have, politicians trying to remake God. So, uh, and, and trying to play God themselves. Um, th that would be the, the biggest takeaway where between all these different types of officials, 
they feel so broken um and and it explained so much of the chinese people today to me that why they suffer so much and how others can hurt each other so much um because that bottom line of what is a human and how humans should should how we we can respect and respect our our neighbors like we want to be treated in china it's not like that because they have been taught to look down on others and not treat each other as as equal human beings but to see them as animals as um discards as as insects as as lives of grass is one of the names of the chapters because they are treated as blades of grass that can be cut down at any moment um so that would be my summary of it again that's uh, so chilling uh, and horrible uh but that i would say that is just illustrates what communism does uh, and what it does is it brutalizes the population and the word brutalize is a perfect word because it means it turns people into brutes to brute animals who then it's just survival of the strongest uh and you the others are just meat for your table or whatever else um and um uh, it sees the the other person as if they're weaker then they're your prey i mean I, it's it's like a it's like a science fiction nightmare kind of thing where like you said there's no bottom line and and uh there's no respect for the dignity of the person. I mean, all human rights are founded on the idea of the inherent and equal dignity of every human being. And that's why even if uh, you were taking organs from a death row prisoner who was gonna be killed the next day, you can't go in and rip his organs out to be sold to somebody else. Even that person has to be accorded dignity that is their inherent possession and when you talk about innocent people and people whose only crime is they uh belong to a religion or a philosophy that is not communism uh to have it done to them it's just it's an incredible atrocity but i think it's rooted in the failure to realize that every human being has equal dignity equal worth and that we have to respect that uh, i would just Again, I don't want to go on too long, but I want the listeners to realize that uh, after the Second World War, when we, when the world formed the United Nations and then issued the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, that was the that was the 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 uh, fundamental plank, that's inherent dignity of the human person. And the conclusion was that because we had not respected human rights, we had had World War II, and World War II had led to 50 million dead innocent people and to avoid world war three which with nuclear weapons would probably be the end of all of us we had to respect human rights which means we have to respect the dignity of each person each human being has human rights and in china it sounds like no human beings have human rights it, yes it was really interesting one um a journalist for the the communist party that i interviewed she said it, it really hit home for me when she said um we don't know what human rights are no one ever taught us mm. so so that definition that you have is 
is I think inherently spread among our society here and and it's and it's taught also through institutions and and it's embodied in so many aspects of our culture but under the communist party once they had the cultural revolution and destroyed um theism and and uh, you know buddhism and all all of those uh, traditional concepts and then they replaced the culture with this um atheistic materialistic um uh culture then that the whole aspect of human dignity and human rights could no longer be taught. And so it's not taught. And that is such a bizarre concept to think that we wouldn't treat each other as, uh, as see each other as fellow human beings. And, uh, but when you realize that in China, they are not taught that way. And that is a fundamentally different aspect and it's not chinese characteristics right. you know we've got to remember that communism came from right. you know karl marx and others in the west and that was imported upon the traditional cultures of china and it was Im imposed on them so it's not chinese characteristics at all it's foreign communist characteristics right. but, so uh yeah it's just just quite interesting that that really hit home when uh, she said you, you, we don't know what they are we've never been taught You've been listening to part two of the Barefoot Lawyer Reports interview with human rights activist Kay Rubicek. To listen to part three, check back next week.